What is up, clickbaiters? Welcome back to another episode um, from yours truly, Tasha, Joe, and Natasha. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I just wanted to introduce you guys because clearly we have oh, a- lovely. Okay, God. <laughs> anyway, we have a fun episode for you. We, of course, have some Bachelor Nation breakdown. Um, there's a lot of things thrilling up in Bachelor Nation, as you all know. So we're just going to touch on that a little bit more. Um, and we have a really interesting clickbait that actually warms the heart from a five-year-old. And then we have one of Bachelor Nation's very own, Tammy Lee, coming to join us today. Um, and we just have a lot to ask her. And she's she's a fun one. I actually do not personally know Tammy. She is actually friends with our host, Natasha. And so I'm looking forward to getting to know her more. She's so, a vibe. She's a vibe. She, is she a vibe? She's a vibe. Okay, well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm here for all the vibes. Um, all the positive ones, at least. I just put on my read diffuser of happiness. <laughs> so hopefully that just lightens the mood. Um, okay, so going into Bachelor Nation breakdown. As you all know, last week um, was a heavy one. And to kind of wrap that all up chris harrison is taking a step aside from bachelor nation and i know we all feel some type of way about this so i will give it to you guys first um before i give my opinion but basically after all that ensued last week chris um gave out an apology and thought it's in bachelor nation's best interest best in his best interest to just kind of take a step aside and um, learn and yeah. educate himself. And um, yeah. I appreciate how how he's related it to his kids. He teaches his kids to own up to their actions and he wants to do the same. I, um, I think it was the right move. Mm-hmm. Is this goodbye to Chris Harrison forever? I personally don't think so. I do think he's going to come back as the host. I think he's stepping aside for the After Rose show and the Woman Tell All. Um, I think we'll see Chris Harrison again. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I know that they already shot the women tell all. Uh, so th- he was present for that. Okay. I'm pretty sure okay. that, um, but for the, after the rose, I think is what he mentioned in his apology that he is going to step aside for. Uh, and yeah, I think it was a good call because again, as we said last week, no one is saying he's the worst person in the world. We're saying you, said some things that were very inappropriate. He took ownership Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And on top of taking ownership, what do we do? We also show that we're taking that ownership and putting action behind it. And that action behind it that he did was saying, I'm going to take a step away, which I think is a great idea um, for a lot of people. And I know that the women from the season are just, they feel very hurt. You know, they released their apology and everything that we know about. Um, and so, yeah, so it it, it shows uh, it shows that he is remorseful, I think, instead of just being like, yeah, well, I apologize. So, you know, people can F off. Basically, he, that's not his sentiment. And um, I think that it was the right move personally. And I agree with both of you. I think um, after reading his apology, there's a few things that stuck out to me that I... It, it hit my heart a little bit more to know that he like actually meant what he was saying. Like there was things that said, he said, I, by excusing historical racism, I defended it, mm-hmm. which is the absolute truth. 
And the fact that he called that out and owned up to that and he acknowledges that mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Um, also, the fact that he said this is not just a moment, but, I'm, but a commitment to much greater understanding that I will actively make each day also mm-hmm. meant a lot to me just because it isn't just a moment, just like how Black Lives Matter isn't just a trending topic on Instagram. Right. It's a thing right. that's taking place every single day that we should um, actively try to um, partake in and better. Um, as a whole entire nation. <laughs> as a whole entire nation, not just select few people, not just the people that need to be educated, not just the people, everyone, everyone. myself included. So. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things like really stuck out with me and also the action behind him kind of stepping down and just taking time and just, you know, he, he said that he heard the words, he was feeling the hurt that he, um, had put out there in the world. And so I think it's a really good thing on his behalf. Um, another thing that I kind of just want to get off my chest is just, look, people make mistakes and granted this one, (laughs) was you know like we already said it we reclaimed it it's full of arrogance and and um it affected a lot of people but this is the thing i feel like you know we have to allow people to prove us wrong and prove themselves um and i've learned this even in my relationship i mean zachary used to be an addict and he's done a lot of wrong um before in a time that i never even knew him and Mm -hmm he needed somebody to give him a second chance in order to prove himself that he wasn't going to lie anymore, that he wasn't going to do drugs anymore, that he wasn't going to do all of the things that he used to do. And with that, he made a insanely different path for himself um, and now is helping a lot of people because of that second chance. And something that I've always been taught is just like, you know, treat people the way they want to be treated. If I fucked up really bad, like I would want somebody to give me the second chance to prove myself. And so I'm not saying that whatever he did or any, I'm talking about in a general sense here. So with him, what he did was wrong. And I'm glad he acknowledged that. But I just think, and I don't, I'm not a fan of this cancel culture, but it's just like, let them put like their money where their mouth is. I guess what I'm just trying to say is like, I am not excusing any wrong anyone's done. Like there is a lot of hurt behind um, you know, his actions and Rachel's actions and all the above. But what I'm trying to say is how are we going to better the world? How are we going to better ourselves if people don't give us a chance to do that and prove that? So um, we got our apologies. I appreciate that. Let's just see what comes from them. But let's move forward and show me what you got. Taisha, do you think it was the right move that he stepped aside to? Absolutely, I think it was the right move. I mean, I just think that, you know, his words affected a lot of people, you know, myself yeah. included. I mean, mm-hmm. it's at the end of the day, I'm not saying you're a terrible freaking person like I never want to see your face again. Right. But what I'm trying to say is just like right now you got to ease up, you know, like mm-hmm. give us a minute. And I think that by him taking ownership and just not just saying issue an apology and then just going back to work the next day, like nothing mm-hmm. happened, um, speaks volumes on his behalf. And I think that, um, you know, he's been doing this show for I don't even know how long. I, I'm going to throw out a number, 20 years, whatever it is, 25. I don't know. Right. Um, but for him not to be there on AFR, it's going to be different, but it mm-hmm. also is an action. And I think that... Um, 
we need to take it for what it is. And um, yeah, this next little Bachelor Nation breakdown has to do a little something with that. Um, you guys, I was actually really devastated to see Abigail go home. That was your girl. This, that was my girl. I remember in the beginning of, yep. you know, Matt's season, us three kind of took a guess at who we could possibly see ending up with Matt as mm-hmm. well as Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And um, looks like I was right. Just saying. Okay. Wait, Joe, who's your girl? I, you know what? Uh, Joe, <laughs> right. who was your girl? My girl was yeah. uh, Serena P, I said. And uh, I said Brie and I said Rachel. So I said mm, all three that are in the top mm, four. I yeah. said Brie. Stop it. You get one I person, also Joe. said Brie was a good choice too, but I also said Abigail, which right. might I add, Abigail has been a fan favorite. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, no, with Abigail going home, I think it just kind of like puts a lot of things into perspective. Like, okay, we started having a couple of like fan favorite girls. Now, with them going home, who could possibly be our next Bachelorette? And her going home kind of like, I was sad. Bachelor Nation was sad, but mm-hmm. also kind of hopeful now because she could possibly be a contestant to be the next Bachelorette. I just have a quick hot take about Abigail that okay. I don't want people to think that I'm like... Are you crushing? I, I just have to say that being in New York City and it's so cold all the time, yeah. my lips are constantly chapped whatever i forget the skincare routine whatever her lip care routine is her lips always look amazing always and like i'm not i'm like maybe i have a girl crush on her i don't know but her lips always look like so moist and like just i'm like oh matt you don't want to kiss them lips (laughs) that's my hot take on abigail and i was very sad to see her very um unchapped lips go home Wait, Joe, have you noticed her lips? I haven't noticed her lips. I thought Abigail was really sweet. I just, in my opinion, after the first couple episodes, Mm -hmm. I didn't really see a connection there with her and Matt. I didn't think. Because usually when somebody starts off, you know, with the first impression rose or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, they get so much airtime on the first episode, you think um, they will last, but... It seemed like maybe there wasn't a connection there. Let's let's have a little fun with it. And who do we think the next Bachelorette is going to be? Because it's going to happen pretty soon. You know, <laughs> I was just what does say the it. Bachelorette have to say about that? Yeah, uh, you guys, I'm a little sad. But should we let? Should we not let her go? Should we not let her go first? Yeah. Okay. Should fine, make, guys. Should we make I, the people this wait? Is, this all is right. the clickbait of the week. All right, Natasha Parker for Bachelorette. I will be the Bachelorette <laughs> next time. <laughs> This every listen, Joe, you're gonna be the bachelor. I'm gonna be the bachelor. This is gonna be just a whole bachelor and bachelorette podcast now. Well, that's I mean, yeah, that's what Could I'm you imagine. For. That's why that's I that's keep throwing it out there. All right, this is what we're gonna do, okay? This is what we're gonna do. Whoever picks the who is the next bachelorette, uh, we're all gonna meet up, you know, when COVID dies down, we're all gonna meet up in New York and that person owes dinner. Okay. How about the winner? The winner gets a bottle of like nice champagne from both of us or two people okay. or something. Okay. Champagne or, or wine or something. Okay. All right. I'm no. going to go and I say like that <laughs> I think the next Bachelorette is and I'm buying into the spoilers a little bit. I'm going to say the next Bachelorette is going to be Katie. I'm buying into it. Oh my God. I was between Katie and Michelle. I'm going Katie. I think that's who it is. You're I'm, buying into the spoilers. I am. I am, yeah. And I never buy into the spoilers, but I am this time. 
I I'm pulling it. for hope for Abigail. Okay, okay, Abigail, we're going, she's doubling down on Abigail. Yes, Tasha. yes. I am just, I don't care if, I mean, I don't, I'm not buying into the spoilers. I'm not, none of that. I'm just going with who I personally would pick if someone asked me from this season and it would be Michelle, hands down. Hands Michelle's, down. In, Michelle's awesome too. Yeah, she, hands down, she just, she's a little older than some of the other girls. Uh, she's has her career. She seems really sweet. She also is just a badass. You can t- I mean, the whole little clip of her at the end of this episode where she was like doing push ups and like, yes. you know, being funny and witty and like all that. Mm, she would have these men on a toes. Well, listen, at the end of the day, regardless of all these people, if they're not the bachelorette, we can possibly see them in paradise. Paradise is going to be a dumpster fire. And I honestly, I can't wait to watch it. Um, it's going to be really, really good. I think that's enough Bachelor Nation breakdown for the week. I think we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's go right into our clickbait of the week. Clickbait of the week was a really sweet story. There is a five-year-old who was watching the TV show Flash where Candace Patton plays Iris Allen West. And she got really excited and said to her mom, who tweeted this out, uh, Iris said, er, the five-year-old said, Iris looks like me. We're beautiful. And the mom, the reason how this became clickbait is because the mom tweeted it and then Candace saw it, the actress saw it and retweeted it and all the things. And they were really this, you know, just going along with this race conversation that we've been having, even still in 2021 now, there are young people who recognize and see things uh, and, and children, they're not blind, right? So they are still mm-hmm. looking for validation in what they're watching and what they're consuming. And I mean, this this girl is five, right? Uh, so my question to you guys, I mean, I was, I was, I felt really good about seeing this because I was the exact same way growing up. Most of the shows that I watched involved people that look like me the fresh prince of bel-air i mean i probably wasn't watching that when i was five i don't know but um you know (laughs) but just people that looked like myself so what did you guys watch when you were growing up were were those similar things that you look for people that looked like you were you excited i would say you know as a kid i i watched nickelodeon i watched a lot of sports Mm-hmm. Um, all the Chicago teams, you know, you grow up in Chicago, Michael Jordan was pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for TV shows, I did, you know, I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. I watched Friends. I mm-hmm. watched Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Those were probably like my main shows. But yeah, I mean, by that age, I was older. I was probably, you know, seventh, eighth grade. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to... Um, be able to look up to somebody, especially somebody in um, something so big as Hollywood. Like for me, yeah, that's why I really liked Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve because you know I looked at Brad Pitt and George Clooney, and I saw a lot of myself. Um, <laughs> right. So, so that, that's right, how yeah. you know. So I think, it's, I, I, think it's, I think it's important. I think it's great. How about you, Tish? As a kid, who did I look up to? Um, I don't really remember too many shows like being super, super young to where Mm -hmm. there was like an African-American girl that I was like, yeah, like 
she looks like me and um, mm-hmm. this resonates with me. I mean, there's things like Sister, Sister that I used to watch that like mm-hmm. I was hooked on. Like Tia and Tamara Mari were like everything. Yeah, they were yeah. so good. Everything like and I wanted to be just like them in the sense of like, I don't know. They were just they're just so confident in their own. And I, I mean, with that, I wanted a twin sister, but. They made you want a twin sister, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But Seriously. there is something about them that that I that resonated with me watching them, and I wouldn't miss an episode of that. But I also watched like like Boy Meets World, like that didn't really have like an African American figure mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, that I remember. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, obviously, like how you said, mm-hmm. Joe. And I also used to love Smart Guy. Mm-hmm. That used to be one of my favorite shows. Um, Smart Guy is so good. Um, but. I don't know. I think it was at a later age that I started to like really I like find myself in like shows and it wasn't like all the time. Like I remember mm-hmm. Brandy was someone that I used to like really also look up to and um she also looked like me and I would die if I looked like her. Um mm-hmm. but other than that, I can't really think of too many people. I mean, you still be in love with Tyra Banks, but like, what show was she in? She was, um, mm-hmm. she, she was, was in Fresh anything. Prince. She was, she would she come was in Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. And I think for a yeah. second, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like, I think like, I, I found these people because of Fresh Prince too. Like, mm-hmm. they always had a lot of guest stars, like Stacey Dash. Like, she was also in Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of mm-hmm. like these, like, right, Clueless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that was like, again, later on in life, I feel like Clueless, I didn't really watch as like mm-hmm. a child. Um, but yeah. So, I, I think love- that it's so important that we are acknowledging this little five-year-old saying that she sees herself in an actress because like this is kind of like what we've been talking about, you know, making a change. And this like resonated with me of being the bachelorette. Like if I can be that one person that someone could like identify with the show that they've never really been able to identify with before, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, we're making waves and slowly but yeah, how surely. Does that, I, I, hold on. I, I want to stop right there. How does that make you feel? Because that's, that's, um, that's a pretty powerful, important role. And I yeah. believe that is the case with you. So how does that actually make you feel? It makes me feel like I cry a lot. Like I remember being on the show and I think I've said this before, but like I used to get a lot of DMs of people just even mixed girls in particular, just like saying like, I haven't seen like someone of my race, like, being a role like you or on TV that I can mm-hmm. actually relate to. And like, it means a lot to me. And Natasha, you, you're somebody that lasted pretty long on your show. And, you know, Bachelor has the reputation of being predominantly a white show, especially down to the end of it. Mm-hmm. So how does that make you feel as far as being a black girl on the show who lasted, you know, top, what are you, top six? Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Uh, it was great. You know, I, of course, that was a great thing about Peter. I didn't ever feel like, oh, this, you know, I'm only here because of X, Y, and Z. I didn't, mm-hmm. I never felt that way. But he, you know, being, it wasn't until after the show that it was like, oh, this is a big deal. I didn't know that at the time. I was just trying to further my relationship with someone. But afterwards, the messages that I got, and even, I'm, and I mean, I talked to Chelsea a lot as well. And Chelsea as well says the same things. Um, because she is darker skinned, you know, a darker skinned, um, black person as well that was on the show. So yeah, it feels great to want people to 
still that we can still be authentic to ourselves and mm-hmm. be able to go far on the, in these sh- on these shows where people think that we sh- I don't know shouldn't be for some people mm-hmm. I guess yeah for sure yeah for sure. I mean you're an influence for a lot of people out there yeah and I think that's why it's so important to continue to just represent you know and and i'm just a person right like i understand what people see or don't see but i'm just a person and this is who i am and that's the same for everyone we we are more alike than we are different and i that's a big thing that even through all of this i want people to understand and and get we all want love in our life we all want to be happy whatever that is people don't want to necessarily fight so uh yeah, we're more same. We're more similar than than different. We all bleed red. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll just say like wrapping this up with with Candace uh, Patton, who is Iris mm-hmm. in the movie. I had the opportunity Iris, actually yeah. to um, do. I was on a panel for mm-hmm. nominees for an NAACP award, mm-hmm. and I was amongst so many people like Rosie Perez, Falake, Candace Patton, uh, Meryl. Mm-hmm. What, how do you say Meryl and Andridge and mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her last name anyway and listening to Candace talk about how impactful like this role was for her but also like what she was trying to do with that role and to influence little people like little kids and people mm-hmm. and then having this come out it was kind of like a full circle with that but like I just wish like I had more of those people like Candace like a strong individual to look up mm-hmm. to so I think it's really amazing that that's happening yeah uh, and and when we were talking about shows saved by the bell for me, just because I was that, you know, I was Lisa turtle growing up, you know, I was the black the darker black girl in the school with the mostly white people. Uh, so that she really resonated with me. And, and for, so I guess, of course I was a lot older than five, but that she was my Lisa turtle was my Iris. If that makes sense. When that's awesome. Basically, um, Lastly, lastly, with with what we're talking here, I just want to ask you guys a question as far as Hollywood and what we're doing now with what's going on. Um, and, and we're, of course, still seeing these strides that Hollywood is trying to make. But the Gen Zers, they are consuming on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, and that's where they're getting their their a lot of their content. And so they can say, oh, I only want to watch you know, if I'm a person of the Asian community, I can go on TikTok and watch that and consume that. Or if I'm a person of the black community, I want to only see this, you know, so we can basically go into whatever realm we want to go into. If I want to see K-pop, I can just watch K-pop all day and they're not, they don't have K-pop on TV, on regular mainstream TV, right? Right. So, uh, how do you guys feel about the future of Hollywood and like where they're going? Well, that's why I think I. That's why I think social media um, overpowers Hollywood now to a sense because um, there's so much out there, and so many people now could be a voice, and you don't have to go through the hurdles of what it is to make it in Hollywood and who do you know or whatnot. You mm-hmm. literally kind of could just do it on your phone and. That is 100%, in my opinion, the future. I think it's going to keep going that way. Um, You know, with that, there's a lot of negative stuff on social media. We see it. We're part of it. We feel it. Um, 
But what positive comes out of it, I think is so much more. And I think it's just going to keep growing and growing. And I'm excited to see where that ends up. But I think we're still at the very beginning of what social media is. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and Joe, I think there are people that there's there could be young Italian boys that watch you and say, "I want my own pizza sauce one day," and mm-hmm. they can see that and follow your journey on Instagram. And- my fellow Italians, how are we going <laughs> yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah, you know, no, really, uh, seriously. So this is that thing. Is a- you should never put yourself in a box as to how you are impacting people. It could be literally through anything. It could be, yep. you know, um sauce whatever it is it doesn't mm-hmm. matter um yeah. just mm-hmm. joe your journey with bachelor has just been incredible you know what i mean like yeah 50th time like you you were on it but then also <laughs> at the same it. time like Don't i'm not gonna say, say it. It. I, I stopped Don't um it. you were on it but also like the you know your journey after that is like what's really inspiring you know what i mean like you remember yeah. mm-hmm. dancing with the stars like mm-hmm. i would die to go on dancing with the stars i would die you know right. what i mean so don't die, Tasha. Don't die. You know, it and, could and happen truth, for you. Don't die. And like, the, um, you know, like in <laughs> most people I went to school with and who I grew up with, like none of you know, being on TV was never um, a rea- a reality to anyone. I right. Grew up with it was more like, hey, we're gonna work for the city. We're gonna be city workers, firemen, mm-hmm. cops. Like that was mm-hmm. um, the neighborhood and and where I went to school. That was kind of what the future looks like for everyone. Like I didn't go to college um, and I have a lot of friends that didn't go to college and it just like wasn't a thing. So yeah, it's interesting, but um, I think we, we, I think we could wrap this cause I think we want to, I don't want to yeah. keep uh, blowing myself here. So let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's we um, love you, Joe. it's that time. It's that time <laughs> of the episode. We have our guest here. You guys will know her from Peter Weber's season of the bachelor her name is Tammy Lee. She was considered a villain on her season. We're going to get a little more into that. We're going to get her take on what's going on in Bachelor Nation and what she plans on doing with, I don't know, maybe the rest of her life. Let's get deep. Everybody, mm-hmm. please welcome Tammy Lee. Tammy, what's up? How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of, of course. course. I'm so yeah. happy you're here. Cheers, Bill. It's Tammy, I've actually <laughs> never met you before. Well, nice to meet you virtually. <laughs> nice to e meet you, or whatever they say. Um, how yeah, do you say that e-meet. on the podcast? E meets <laughs> the, the email. Uh, so happy you can come on today. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I feel like people are going to expect me to say certain things, and I'm not going to be saying those things. So, okay. Oh, um, <laughs> you know what? I was going to go a certain way with it, but what do you Let's think people are expecting? Route. What do you think people are expecting to hear from you? Well, with the whole chaos that's happening right now with Bachelor Nation, um, I'm sure it's no secret at this point with um, the current contestant issues and then the racism issue. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So what is your take on, um, so we, we were actually talking about how Chris Harrison um, is stepping down. He apologized twice. Mm-hmm. Stepping uh, aside, okay. Yeah, stepping, step, aside. stepping aside. I think us as a group on Clickbait, we do feel like it was the right move, and we feel like he did seem genuine about it. So, how do you feel? Um, I do think it's a good move for him to just step aside, maybe take that time to educate him on the issues that he quoted to say that weren't issues in 2018, which were just barely two years ago. 
But racism has been a huge issue in Bachelor Nation. And I see it from both sides, from production side and from being a contestant on the show and us being real people. The show, they only give us what the fans want to see. And the fans, they preach and they yell and they say that they want to see diversity. And the franchise, to an extent, did give them that, but they weren't showing them because the viewers are not reciprocating to these fans. I was talking with Natasha the other day. If you can see, like, the database of the viewing time between colored contestants or contestants of color and white contestants, they are still prominently shown over the people of color, unfortunately. Now, if you look at numbers as Instagram followers, a lot of contestants of color have tend to have lower followings than the white contestants, unfortunately. So that just tells you what the fans are gravitating towards, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that the fans tend to hop on a hatred bandwagon and they tend to just yell and scream, but they have the biggest weight of to make a huge difference. Mm. So people are so quick to blame people like the network, the producers, um, Chris Harrison, and they do have a blame in this part as well, but the fans are ultimately the heavy weighted part of making an ultimate change. If, I mean, yes. do you agree? I think um, that's actually very interesting because I do. Um, I know. I kind of want to dive into this. Yeah. This let, is, let's this you is... care. I actually. Okay. So if you look at Rachel Lindsay's season, okay. She was Her... the first black bachelorette. Okay, and yeah. I'm assuming um, because the show does seem to have a, a majority white fan base, I think. Mm -hmm. Her numbers probably weren't as good as. Jojo Fletcher. hundred percent. And I don't think that's... I'm a numbers person. I've looked into this. This is what would probably be the issue from uh, a business standpoint is like if the fans who do want to see a change aren't showing up to watch, then the show is not going to show people of color. And that's exactly. the problem. And that's, that, the that's, problem. that's the real issue. And it's it's... You know, is that's what we need to change. We need mm -hmm. to change people's acceptance of people in color being leads and people of color, you know, people need to tune in for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and I think also it goes to show. I think it also goes to show like what something isn't something's not built overnight, right? Like it takes time. So the idea that maybe the first person of color bachelorette is not going to get as many numbers, but maybe the second will get more. And yep. then the third and then the fourth, you know, because we've had so many of the same type, I would say the same type of uh, representation, right? So if you did have a person that was maybe Asian, uh, you know, and just keep again, bringing these people of color and putting them in a light, but also to think about it in another lens it's like if you are seeing whoever you see the most on tv that's who you're going to know the most about and that's probably who you're going to follow as well right so i think it all is interconnected you Absolutely. know my my season a lot of people message me all the time who like me who follow me they're like i can't believe you don't have more followers but also i wasn't shown that much on my season so right. It's like, if I were, then maybe I would have more followers, but 
because people there's a lot of people who are just like, I just don't know who this person is. Right. I don't care. I'm so interested in listening because I love looking at all parts of it. I try to always step outside of the box and look at the situation from all points of view just to get information as much as I can to form my own opinion and not what everyone else's opinion is. You know, right. So this right. is very interesting to see. Yeah. Right. Can well, I ask I, you? Oh, go ahead. Jeff. Well, I wanted to ask you as um, as a person of color, do you do you think that's why you got the stigma as the villain on your season? Do you? I've thought about this a lot. Um, I am an aggressive personality, you know, like mm. I'm very loud. I'm a New Yorker, Gemini, but I can see why the things that I did portrayed to me, portrayed me as a villain, but I feel mm -hmm. like it was 10 times worse because people aren't familiar with people of color speaking out and not being a secondary character. You know, mm -hmm. and like, look at this season, for example, with Serena, she had the balls to confront Katie, which she had an issue with, which is no Serena are allowed to have issues with each other. Serena C. Sorry. Yep. And now she's getting bullied, saying that she's coming after Katie and like she's almost portrayed because that's the only thing that we've seen of her is that she's this aggressive personality. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like people, the viewers are very uncomfortable with seeing people of color with a more louder personality. And that's just my opinion. I do think though, anybody that is really aggressive on the show, yeah. I do think that anybody is really aggressive. Like if you go back and watch, uh, what was the guy that was all steroided out? Uh, Chad Williams, Chad, mm -hmm. Chad Johnson mm -hmm. from, and you know, and he was a villain and uh, you know, I think, um, I think the show looks for people with aggressive personalities, but I also don't think that make should make you a villain just because you speak your mind right right i agree right yeah there's i mean there's a lot of i, I say this all the time people watch this show and sometimes they have no idea what they're watching and it's like everyone's not going to agree and i say that all the time and i just want people to really understand that when but like so tell me why like on my season i wasn't shown like my relationship with peter wasn't shown as much but when i was mm -hmm. shown it was because of my quote-unquote aggressive personality same with Serena right. C. We really haven't seen her relationship at all with Matt until mm -hmm. we saw her confront Katie. So why is that the only time a person of color is allowed to be on screen? Mm -hmm. Did you think? Did you think your relationship with Peter was forming? Like, did you think it was strong? Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was as strong, of course, as the other girls, but I did think that it was forming. Okay. Mm. And do you think that, like, was there was there any point, like, before the two-on-one that you felt like, I, you know, if if I'm going to have a chance with this person, I have to tell him all these things that I'm feeling? Or, you know, was there a point where you felt you had to kind of speak up in order to get his attention, is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I feel like that's what got me in trouble because he thought that I was just snitching on people, which I wasn't. I think that I have a part, as we all did, in his love story as well. And that's about telling him what's going on and telling him the type of people that I see and see if he mm -hmm. can take that information the way that he wants to, you know? Mm -hmm. And see, I think that's an interesting perspective because... You know, that it wasn't just you on our season who did that. There were other people who also called other people out and it happens every season, right? Um, I personally didn't feel that way. 
when I was on the show, I did not think that it was necessary. I was like, if you want to end up with a girl who don't really want to be with you, that's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like that. that's personally how I felt. Um, yeah. You know, but, but how, I, how would he know that? You know, he well, gets right. emails in process. He does not have a lot of time with all of right. us, you know, as much as we have with I mean, each other. I mean, you made it far, Natasha. Eamon had a one-on-one and you were barely shown. But I think it's because I did not engage in a lot of the drama. And also our relationship just was, in my opinion, it was just a very normal for this type of show relationship. We were not always sucking face every five minutes. We were talking about real things. And for some people watching a TV show that might be boring, I don't know. I wish it was shown more, but at the same time, um, you know, it seemed like on our season, if you weren't, you know, sucking face or causing drama, <laughs> there was no in between, right? So I don't know. do you think that you had a solid relationship with Peter at that point? I, de- I definitely do. But again, that's, you know, it's hard because you see at, at the time while we were film- filming, yes, I definitely felt that way. But then when you watch the show back and you see these other relationships, which we don't see right on the show, which is the whole mind fuck of it all. Um, y- you realize that, yeah, he clearly had a stronger relation or a stronger connection with someone like a Hannah Ann or a Madison. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's yeah. the one thing, though, you guys don't really, I, I mean, even myself, I, you don't know what the other relationships are like. Exactly. True. Exactly. And so, right. it, so you you only you only know your relationship, and so, I was in that position too. I thought we were filming or forming a really right. good relationship, which mm-hmm. is why I felt the need to tell him all these things, and clearly I was wrong. So mm-hmm. why wasn't if we both felt that relationship was forming enough for me to get roses every week? Why wasn't I shown? Why wasn't my relationship shown? Why mm-hmm. is it only the times where I was argumentative with the other girls is that was when my face was shown? No, believe me, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's just like... Okay, but do you think... um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Do you think it's because your relationship... When did you go home? Uh, Like what number? Like around? Like what number were you? Top 12? I was top 8. Oh, top 8. So what, week 6? Yeah, week 6. Week 6. I mean, do you think Mm -hmm. because... There were eight girls, let's call it eight or seven girls, essentially in front of you um, or whose relationships were stronger or they were just causing more drama in the house. Um, I mean, do you put that in consideration? My quote unquote drama didn't start until week five, you know, Mm. so we had what from week, let's say two to five that I was barely shown or my relationship was barely shown. So what was the excuse at that point, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's a call of action that we just I think that's the call of action that you're talking about. Right. Like if we're going to actually see change and we're going to things are going to change, showing people um, people's relationship of no matter what their what their ethnicity. uh, ethnicity, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. No matter where they're from or what their nationality is, it's. It's important. You are going to be shown as long as the lead is progressing in his journey with you. You know, Mm because again, we have no idea about the other relationships. But there are times where, I mean, let's take a look for this season, for example. Like, where did Abigail go? And like, then all of a sudden she showed up and then she got sent home. Right. I think she got a first impression rose. Right. Where was her relationship with Matt? 
like I will tell you right now, like being a lead and then giving a first impression rose to somebody and then all of a sudden them not being shown on television very much is because it didn't progress anywhere. Yeah. And everything else was moving forward. Right. Nothing that happened he could with have been, your guy. It could have been any ethnicity. It could have been whatever. But like all I'm right, telling well, you, it was kind of like a, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more going on. I, and like, there's just so much more going on that I feel like it is hard, regardless of the fact. It is hard yeah. um, mm-hmm. to show absolutely everything. But I think like what I want to know is um, because I really like to hear your insight. I think you have really good. Um, I don't know. I, I like your views. But with Harrison, like stepping aside with Chris stepping aside um, and people are really looking to the franchise to do more and 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 move forward and try to keep progressing like what do you hope for for the show moving forward like what would you like to see um with this in particular well i would love to see a woman actually take the lead along with chris harrison i think that the bachelor or bachelorette just Mm -hmm. having someone to confide in their relationship or their journey with it's only chris Mm -hmm. harrison and sometimes you don't relate well with someone who is not the same. I mean, it's like, I would love to talk to you about my, you know, my dating life, you know, Natasha and Tisha, but like, I don't know, Joe, I like you and all, but like, I don't know how to talk to you about like my relationship. Knowing what you know now um, and seeing kind of where the show's going and, and it does kind of seem like it is progressing. Would you go on paradise? I would definitely consider it. You know, I think um, I believe the process works. The reason why that I went on the show in the first place is because I worked so much. That's my entire life. If I were to, date it would have to be in a position where i would have to leave my job on the back burner you know mm-hmm. to focus on my relationship so i think paradise would be a great opportunity for that and i'm open to it if that happens but tammy i want to know do you have any advice for any of the girls on matt's season the ones that are left like or no, the now? one just in the, general. I mean, I think yeah, it, I, I would say like, the ones before the, the ones yeah, who just, d- deal with hate. You know, I talked to Kit. Mm-hmm. She said that she's getting so much hate because of what happened with Heather. You know, like I actually like, talked to a lot of your guys, Keisha, who got, um, you know, cyber bullied because they just don't know how to handle it. No one's, you know, prepared to handle what it's like. Nobody to is. Show. And I would say I'm a pretty strong person and personality, but there it comes to a point where the hate is a lot. And it really yeah. just drains you as a person. And um, I think my best advice is that you have to take it with a grain of salt, both the positive and the negative. These people mm-hmm. don't know you personally. So mm-hmm. You really can't eat up the compliments because that just leads to you eating up the hate. And it just mm-hmm. is going to hurt more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's a really um, hard thing to get used to. I mean, I mm-hmm. still deal with it, but it's just like. You cannot give all your energy to these people that literally don't actually know you. They think they know yeah. you. They have expectations for you, for who you should be, but it's not you. So so yep. I think that why people hate me so much is because they didn't get to see my full story of like who I am as a person. Um, mm-hmm. cause, and then that's why me, quote unquote, being mean to these other girls looks mm-hmm. more abrupt, you know, mm-hmm. because my, yeah. my story wasn't shown. And I would mm-hmm. love for whatever comes next after this for more of my story to be shown because there's a lot of aspects to us as humans that tell stories of why the reasons that the way that we are, you know, one hundred percent. I don't. I, I hope. I don't think people hate you. I think like. Um, well, you know, I, I, I do, these people, really? honestly, 
Most of these people mm-hmm. that talk like that, in my opinion, would never say it to your face. Never. And and sometimes, right. uh, you know, and, I, and I'm guilty of it too. We're just on our phones and we're staring at our phones and we consume it mm-hmm. so much that it feels like it's real. But that's what like, you know, you just got to step outside into the real world and by your friends and your family. And then you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That shit yeah. is just, I could just push that to the side or at least try. Yeah, I, I like know. to... I like to call them the one percenters. They just scream really loud. But honestly, it's like not even that many people. It's probably like 25 people that make mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, yeah. You're yeah. an amazing chick. You're badass. You are successful. You're sweet. You're kind. You're helping other people. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're awesome. You we know, don't hate you know, you. that. Yeah, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know what you're doing. People don't know. I will say, Joe and Tasha, when I had Tammy on the tea room, like mm-hmm. so many people messaged me and was like, I'm so glad that I could see her on the tea room. I had her and Kelsey kind of like back to back, I think. And they were like seeing Kelsey like just chill and see Tammy just chill is so great because my perception of them after watching them on the show was really bad. And I was like, see, but they cool though. They cool. See, I, I, Tammy, I, I, remember wa- I remember watching you. I think it was uh, it was either the reunion, whatever. I get the names messed up. Reunion mm-hmm. show or whatever. But. I I thought you I was like all right this girl's standing up for herself good for her yeah yeah and that's well, you're also a guy do, you know you're also a guy because standing yeah. up for herself to women means she's tearing other women down <laughs> which I, I is so. not the case yeah, right she's so. standing yeah, up for herself so yeah it's fucked up yeah. what I hated about like people who were saying like woman empowerment you're like tearing people down it's like I'm not tearing people down I'm standing up for myself because I'm not gonna let people talk to me that way no matter what. You know, and I think women empowerment isn't about telling you you look pretty and you're so gorgeous. It's about helping you strive for your career, like fight in a male dominated world. Like that's what women empowerment is about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even in, you know, every season there's this whole mean girls thing. And and like they all put labels on everything. Right. People put labels Mm -hmm. on everything. I mean, you know, people called us mean girls. I or we had our, you know, even you, you were like, well, we have this click. I'm like. I just preferred to protect my energy and worry about my man and only talk to the people who were in our room. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was literally yeah. my mindset. If if five other people were in our room, those are the people I probably would have talked to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was very right. simple and people took it way off, like way out of the, out of, out of off top. It's like, I, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. From what I've seen is like the fact that you actually didn't let them steamroll you and then you stood up, like that's always going to come off as like kind of like, She's loud and aggressive in all of that regard. But, my, sorry, but what else are you supposed to do? If you're not going to stand up for yourself, who else is going to do it? Yeah, and, I, don't think, I, I think, don't see that as a negative at all. But people like to like, you know. But my question I, is, I like people I tend to gravitate towards those who are quieter. And like for me, I used to be very timid and quiet. And like, but I just decided one day that people are not going to step over all over me anymore or take advantage of me. So I'm just not stand for it. I want to be a voice for people, especially Asian people who are quiet and timid to say anything. Right. And you, didn't, you did you yell or do any of that kind of stuff? No. No, you got okay, gay. I, I think I see. Yes, I looked at it like I looked at it like you got. Um, I look personally. I because I remember. I'm going to um, go watch back now. I'm going to. I remember. I remember that there was yelling like Everyone to me. I found that very unattractive. Um, like because. Like the other girls to me just seemed like they took the easy way out and they all ganged up on you. And it was like, ha ha. Uh, yeah. That's exactly uh, what happened because they all said yeah. those same things too. It's just like, okay, maybe mine was caught on camera, but, or theirs was too, but it just wasn't shown, you know? But everyone's going to be like, everyone in this franchise, I feel like, is very 
fake and they just like pretend to like each other to make it look like we're all okay. And it's not like, that's okay to not like mm-hmm. each other. You know, we're yeah. not going to all get along with 30 freaking people. Yeah. We'll just like to social climb and like climb on the hottest thing out there right now on social media and just be friends with them just so they could be in that status too. And I could care less about that. To be honest. Well, let me like, tell I you right I now, could be fake if I tried. you keeping that mentality and you continue to do you, you will be perfectly fine. I'm just telling you right now, I did the same exact thing. Just do you. You're going to be fine. All right, Tammy, I hate to be fine. We have to, uh, we have to actually. I know, but I really like talking to her. No, I have one more question, Tammy. I don't run the podcast, guys. So I don't know what to tell you guys. Would you do something different? That's my last question. Would you do anything different? Yeah, would you would you do everything the same or would you do anything different from the season with Kelsey and McKenna? You know what? I thought about this a lot too, and I'm gonna say no. And I feel like I would get heat for that. But again, I am an Asian character, and I was not gonna get shown unless I was gonna be in the shit. Unfortunately. Mm. Okay. That's the way I feel. Yeah, we don't hate you. We think you're awesome, and hopefully, you if you get a chance to go back on, you, you could show your side and show you mm-hmm. who you really are. And we wish you nothing but the best, Tammy. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, guys. So happy we had the opportunity. Nice meeting you. You know, I think this is so great that we have this platform to bring in so many people at times because, like, I feel like we see a different side to people. And I think, like, sometimes people really need, like, an outlet in order to, I don't know, just bring back people to reality because what you see on the show is not always everything. Um, yeah. I thought yes, Tammy was really cool. And I, I feel like I do remember her having such a negative connotation like after the show and it was really mm-hmm. nice to get to know her and I think she's a really dope person and um, yeah, I was really happy to have her on. Yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's great we could do that because yeah, it was interesting to even hear her talk and hear her how she's talking about how much, how she just thinks people hate her. So mm-hmm. to let her actually, you know, speak out and to keep speaking out after the show I think um, is important because you know, like like you guys said, we are all just people and we're just trying to do our best. So and we're not always built for this stuff. Like, you know, you do one thing wrong on the show and sometimes people write you off and cancel you. That's when I'm just like, it's it's and it's hard. How are you supposed to like deal with that? You know, well, so just, yeah. and just a reminder to everyone, every person is layered. No one is one tone. No one is always great. No one's always bad. No, there's no one that exists in the world. Right. And so like, just keep that in mind. <laughs> we have our everything moments. on you see on the show is not everything that's to them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's actually just one tone. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say thank you so much to our listeners for joining us for another good episode. Well, I think it was good. <laughs> but mm-hmm. thank you so much to our listeners for joining us for another episode of Clickbait, as well as Tammy Lee. Thank you so much for making time out of your busy, busy day to come and join us. Yes, and be sure to check us out on social and like, comment, DM us. You know where to find us at ClickbaitBN on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Share your stories with us. We want to know the clickbait you're looking at this week. And if you like us like we like you, you love us like we love you, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Wondery App, or wherever you guys are listening right now, hit the subscribe button. 